doubt. It's a real vibe, but trying to show me city dog. You know? Who are you effect when you perfect tuned into an episode of ease up 242 i'm here with the lord j will i like how you, you used the old with the new right there <laughs> <laughs> what's good man what's good oh you have been how have you been um everything's been good thank you for having me yeah, you're coming ease in up. clean up for a suit done tightening yeah because like, like a like <laughs> no but i actually was I actually had an outfit planned for this. Like it was mm. my um, Bahamian men don't sweetheart shirt, mm. but I was like, you know, because like the whole situation would happen. I was like, let me just come because a lot of people often think mm. the whole graffiti and sweatshirts and stuff like that. That's just one level of me. But I'm mm. a full. Mon- I'm not a monolith, so it's exactly. like let me give you the, the, the button down, the tie in. You know, I like it. I like it. I like yeah. it. So. You know, today's episode is on being a creative and the creative industry mm-hmm. in the Bahamas. So, but before we dive into that, I'd just like to pick your brain with a little icebreaker. Okay. <laughs> so, I have a question. Uh, what are some of your favorite podcasts to watch? Okay, favorite podcast right now. So And why? All right, so now currently I like to obviously the Joe Budden podcast, even mm-hmm. though um, I like to just watch Joe, period, because he's the perfect example of how to rise and fall and rise again. So mm-hmm. the top of this year, because I basically, well, let me dial it back with Joe, because I really got my whole interviewing style from Joe, Charlamagne, Tariq Nasheed, and countless others. Mm-hmm. So like, you know. I started my own podcast slash vlog network, and mm-hmm. he basically started the same. Okay. But, you know, he started on a high mark this year, and now he left with just the Joe Budden podcast, because yeah. the See This Thing Is podcast and Girl I Guess podcast, I don't think it's no more. Well, See This Thing moved off the platform, yeah, yeah. as well as he had to recast his co-host. So, That's very true, he did. You know, but I like that podcast because it always, when I have an iPod, when I go, always put that on and get inspired. Okay. So, that, then I like, um, I like listening to A Million Dollars Worth of Game. Uh, yeah, I like that. Uh, nice. Yeah, they're nice, they nice. You know, Gilly and Wallow just, mm-hmm. you know, how they ask questions. Uh, who else? Obviously, Academics, new podcast. Because mm-hmm. I just, I always, I've been a fan of ACK before even, like, really blew up from, like, 2014. Mm-hmm. Listening to his YouTube videos. And I bought a lot of stuff from him, too. Okay. Uh, I like listening to a lot of um, Spotify's when they do their collaborative mm-hmm. documentary podcast, whether it be about certain people or certain events. So I, I like, they, when they, I listen to, their collaboration with Complex when they did the story on YNW Melly. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I liked ESPN 30 for 30, what they did on Dawn Sterling a while back. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and then I love, obviously, I love my The Band podcast. So shout out to um, Bay Talks podcast, all the podcasts on the solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they had like you know, Tuck Shop and mm-hmm. Pulp Fiction. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, also, Gallus Pod on. Mm-hmm. Tanthea yeah. Senior, and there's Gals, a few Gals, others, Gals, and then yeah, I, I just like watching a, a bunch of different band podcasts or Islandish. My, um, my friend Yamis mm-hmm. in Freeport, as well as um, Agents of Chaos, and the code name, yeah, code name Agents of Chaos, um, Ruckus mm-hmm. and Freeport, too. Okay, okay. So, you know, it's, it's just a number it's a of them, it's a good bit, yeah. it's podcasters all over, and they love that, and that's what I love to see. Yeah, I love to see everybody just doing their thing and getting into their own discussions or their own bag, I'd say. You know, just doing whatever it is that suits them. Yeah, because it's a very brand new industry. Um, it really is. But the thing that separates you from the rest of the competition is consistency and being able to go for a, a very long time with your content. Because mm-hmm. everybody wants to get into podcasting, but... They don't really last that long. And if they do last, as always, because, you know, they don't see how financially beneficial it could be. Or you just run out of steam because, you know, there's only so much you could talk about relationships. Mm-hmm. Or there's only so much you could talk about a bunch of foolishness mm-hmm. and then <laughs> you won't get no numbers from that's it. That's true, that's true. So even with how I do, you know, both of my podcasts, Everything Cool and with Mudasek on the Original People Podcast Network, mm-hmm. um... It's not every week, and it's not, and all the episodes are intentional. So you could go watch episodes I did two years ago, and it still apply today, just because nice. either the guest or the topic we were speaking on. So um, that's always important. So, so you talked on consistency. So mm. I like to just dive into a little bit of your background, because for people who might be watching who don't know, you've been basically in front of the camera for quite a while. So let's just talk a little bit about your background and the reason why you're doing what it is you're doing. So shall we start in the beginning? Yeah, let's start. Let's start in the beginning, there was Will. <laughs> <laughs> so um, 2008, August 2008 is when I started Chosen Few um, mm-hmm. production. Um, mm-hmm. Went to Auckland's, uh, the, I guess, the homeland of three-fourths of my family. Okay. Sort of had an epiphany there, trying to find my purpose, trying to find direction in my young life at that mm-hmm. time. Um, came up with this concept called the Royal Alliance Show because I wanted people... Like, you know, I, I was bullied in high school. I was still mm-hmm. losing high school. So it was like, you know, I felt like people's... Rep- re- um, repre- What's the word? Uh, I get in tight time. But people was given the wrong idea mm. for who I was. They didn't really know who I was. So I wanted to create a platform to demonstrate that that misrepresentation. Boom. Mm. So after that, so 20, yeah, 2015, not 2015. When I was 15, 16, launched the Royal Line show November, I think, because the anniversary was just November. Was it November 30th? Somewhere around that, like November 10th, somewhere I can't remember. Mm-hmm. In November 2008, they did the online show and they developed it from there, you know, just voicing my thoughts. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, uh, did like three seasons of that. So, as I ended that in 2011, okay, um, just the same things I'm doing now, 
Mm-hmm. This is exactly what I was doing and doing all the skits, you know, impersonating Vibes Cartel. <laughs> um, I'm doing the James Bond stuff or yeah. whatever, like, you know, as episodes. Uh, what else? So I had all those ideas then, and I was inspired by, like, you know, collage entertainment, mm-hmm. um, dorm entertainment at the time. Mm-hmm. I went to, when I went off to college in Atlanta to art school. I used to run into them all the time at Walmart because we lived in the same area in North oh, Atlanta. Really? That's and nice. that's where they shot most of their early videos around that time before they moved to L.A. Really? So, um, so yeah, being inspired by them. And then I'd, I always wanted my own, like, crew. Mm-hmm. So that was something that was like... You know, they even Don Taman had a whole like video call straight out of Dunwoody. Blah, 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 blah. And I, my school was in Dunwoody. So when I was flying in and going to school, I, all I was saying is straight out of Dunwoody. Da, da, da. <laughs> so, you know, go, going into art school and then being in that atmosphere to where everybody creative, like you and self expressive, okay. um, sort of generated and made me start becoming who I really wanted to be. Okay. So, you know, fast forward a bunch of experiences later. It's just being in classes, mm-hmm. uh, people being signed to record labels, you know, former graduates having ads with Adobe, you know, mm-hmm. either they having a commercial airing at the Super Bowl or having their ad play in Times Square in New York. Mm-hmm. You know, the impossibilities just became endless. I started mm-hmm. to break outside of this box that growing up in the Bahamas, that sort of place on your mind, not really physically. I mean, we live on a small island, but we think on a small island too. We, we, so, we really do. We really so, do. fast forward, um, tw- coming back home after living in Atlanta for five years continuously, mm-hmm. um, you know, coming back home ain't nothing really here for you. So, I knew I just had to create mm-hmm. something for myself. So, you know, relaunched Chosen Few 2017, 2018, started a junk new trademark, which was a platform to highlight Bahamian culture. Yeah, um, I know about junk new trademark. Yeah, so. One of my other ventures actually did a little something. Yeah, we yeah. did, we did junk new rules last year. Yeah, junk new rules. <laughs> so, um, so that was to highlight Bahamian culture because I saw that there was a whole with covering culture, especially Junkanoo mm-hmm. from but, a social media management. Very, very, very true. So, you know, we wasn't bringing Bahamian culture to the 21st century. Mm-hmm. And then, so I started that then. I wanted to start the original People Network that 2018 too, but mm-hmm. my best friend, Beautiful, was telling me like, bro, you're doing too much at one time. So I was mm-hmm. like, all right, I can hold off. So 2019, we decided to start doing trips. To go to these different places to network with people as well as to join join into the Caribbean expressions happening in these cities at that time. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, let's launch now. So we have the podcast. So we getting content for the podcast network. I'm getting content for the jungle treatment, as well as we building these connections and for we could further commerce and business with behemoths outside of the bombers. Mm, nice. So nice. That happened in 2019. 2020 was the pandemic and killed the further expansion of that idea. And then 2021, we started, you know, after being furloughed. Well, last year, December, make a year since I was Mm -hmm. furloughed. And I eventually left my old um, nine to five. Mm -hmm. Uh, We started doing a lot of different things. You know, started a a dating show. (laughs) Then December 2019. No, the last December... We entered and won the office of Prime Minister COVID PSA competition. And nice, then nice. that February, two months later, we won the Pahu Mental Health PSA nice, competition. Nice. 
with the same with the same concept of the Mario Brothers. Yeah. Well, so so that made me in, and inspired the idea for me and PG, um, who basically is my um, production manager mm-hmm. on the podcast. We we decided to create the Homemade Heroes universe, which is just like you know a social media TV channel mm-hmm. that basically we 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 because I cosplay too, so. We taking all our cosplaying friends and putting them in skits just to generate exactly um, some attraction. So all these things is my attempts to, but I can throw everything at the wall and something can stick. Something so can, yeah, I can come at you at a bunch of different ways and exactly. something can hit, and, and like then one one hit, everything else falls in line. Like that because so. you willing because you're open and willing to try, not just different things but multiple different things. Yeah. And when you have that type of mindset and that have that type of drive, it it honestly, it takes you far because then, like you say, you just throw it against the wall and something can stick. You may not know exactly what it is that's going to stick at the point, at that exact time, but as soon as it sticks, you will know. Yeah. And the thing about it is because people always be like, bro, you always, be, how you always be doing all this? I'm like, but yeah, for one, I don't really know because I just, because... Like when I moved back home and I started working for an advertising agency, mm-hmm. uh, we was doing a social media content for Atlantis at the time, from okay. 2017 to 2019. Okay. And this Atlantis was doing something that was a little bit groundbreaking for major hotels. Because mm-hmm. now you see a lot of big hotels started producing their own internal content That's for true. social yeah, media. So being in that phase, having to edit like 10, 15 views per mm-hmm. week, so you can meet this quota, put me in that over, okay, coming up with the concept, having to drill it out. So doing all these different stuff became second nature. And I ever could have edited fast from college. Like, that's yeah. why, like, that's how I graduated college because yeah. it was like, we was like, okay, we know if we give it to Justin, it's going to come up quick. Mm-hmm. I could turn around quick. So that development, that consistency. And then now, you know, it's second nature. All right. They'd be like, oh, how you doing this? And you got this piece coming on this place. It's, it's like, I'm just scheduling it. I just, you know, what seems abnormal to most people is yeah. normal for me. So I, I, could, I, could yeah. de- I could definitely understand that. Yeah. Because I'm somewhat of a person with a, uh, I'd say I have a hectic schedule with everything that I really have to go on because. I have ventures, but I also have the, you know, the job. So yeah. It's the job, then doing this and doing other things, plus the other stuff that I'm doing outside of whatever it is. So, in different ways, mm-hmm. I could relate because in a way you have to sort of find your own drive mm-hmm. to do all of the things. And within, like you say, after so much time of doing it, eventually you just become hardwired to just know that, okay, if I could allocate time here, here, and here, then throughout the week, I could do almost everything that I need to get done. So, in a way, in a way, I could relate. I could relate to that because it's all about system building. Mm-hmm. So, it is. okay, are we recording this podcast? Okay, you probably gonna spend two hours recording this. Mm-hmm. Then you be okay. This two hours today. Then I gonna do something else after this. Exactly. Then this and this is. I need probably five hours to sleep. Mm-hmm. So at a certain time, I need to sleep and wake up. Okay, job work mm-hmm. start at nine. Mm-hmm. All right, even if I had at work, the certain things. I swear, like on my break time or something like that, I could schedule posts. Mm-hmm. Mine's just into you know engaging, mm-hmm. and you know, it's a constant process and thinking. And sometimes you need to take a break from that because they're they recently I just took like a two month break from just creating because you mm-hmm. get burnout. That's true. You get creative burnout. So just understanding That's when to give, 
when to pull, managing time, being disciplined with this, being disciplined with that. And then, you know, because with this overcreating, you don't always have much of... I mean, I guess I have a social life because I know people and I intentionally put myself out there mm-hmm. to meet different people and different Part things. But it's more so I pop out strategically. I don't know let's go to everyone. I go on out of there because I know I can meet this, 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 and this person. Mm-hmm. Make my present felt. Mm-hmm. And then come back in. And then, okay, disappear for a while. And then come back and, you know, just shake it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then it comes to a point to where now... You know, they say for distance make the heart fun. So now, and I might talk to an old boss about this. He was like, if people see you all everywhere, right? They're going to be like, oh, that's just Mark again. Mm-hmm. But if you just popping out and want someone, hey, how you doing? You I ain't seen you in a long time. So it's that anticipation, it's mm-hmm. that energy that you want to get. Mm-hmm. But, you want to you know. build the build up, I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So I'd like to. Just talk to you for a quick bit on mm-hmm. your personal, I'll say, insight on the create the creative industry in the Bahamas. Like, what are some of the? Okay, so what are some of? Basically, just your overall insight on what it, how is it to you, and how it is to be a Bahamian creative. Um. It's very, I'd say, from my vantage point, it's very, it's very unrewarding mm-hmm. I don't, in certain circumstances. Mm-hmm. And I said that because there's a lot of toll that you have to go through in order to do it full time. Mm-hmm. So fortunately for me, I was always in media like full time, mm-hmm. but. The unfortunate part was being fairly compensated for it. Okay. So it's either that or you don't get compensated at all properly. Mm. So, and this don't really just solely apply to being a media, but it's the arts, it's whether it be, you know, you're a painter or you're a dancer, mm-hmm. you know, even with social influences, the money isn't always stable mm-hmm. um, unless you really have a monopoly on the market because the market only so big. That's true. So you you find people like, you know, good friends of mine, so I've worked with them before, like Dasque or Sawyer Boy. They mm-hmm. into a bunch of things. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, you see Dasque, Jaque everywhere. Like, you on this, that, and that, but mm-hmm. that's the only way I break even to sustain my exactly. life. And then... You need to be that way. Yeah, and then you have to recreate. So part of it... and. That's why I started the Junk New Trademark because I understood that Bahamian creatives aren't really weren't really that business savvy. Mm-hmm. They was missing the business element of it. Like, yeah, you could create all this art, but this don't mean nothing if you can't sell it. You don't know how to market it. You don't know how to brand it. You don't know how to liaise with this person and come to some agreement. Okay, get this percentage and do all of this. And even with the music, mm-hmm. so even. Um, with the Bayman artists on that forefront, it's like, okay, you're making all this music, but you don't do no shows. Mm-hmm. You don't got no merch. You don't got no plan. Mm-hmm. And they're not even just doing shows. If you're a producer, bro, you can make um, soundscapes and um, soundtracks for like different commercials or movies. So it's like being different or, okay, yeah, I am building a studio just to make my music, but people need voiceovers. Exactly. People like voice artists. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, then we sort of parlay this, okay, 
if I'm doing recording music, maybe I could do a podcast. Maybe I could go do feel audio mixing for like different commercials. So mm-hmm. it's the limitations to the art. And I mean, I don't blame the Bayman creators on that point. It's just a standpoint of education, but it's really a hard life. It's not traditional. It ain't like you get it. You feel some type of way when you're the struggling artist and your friends that making 50 K already and already mm-hmm. established and stable where you still scrap and still living home with mommy and daddy. Mm-hmm. And, you ain't feel like you're enjoying your life. You don't enjoy your craft. You're being fairly compensated for your craft, and you're just miserable. That's why you see a lot of Bayman artists basically always depressed and borderline suicidal. But that's mm. a story for another that's day. That's a story for another day. Okay. So, uh, so as like so as you as you said, it is it is challenging. It has its struggles. So, what would you say? would be some of the, I'd say, little shining lights in the industry that you've seen, like, in over here, as in, like, okay, we you seeing, like, slivers of, okay, if this continues to happen, then we could have some progress or different things like that? Um, I'll, Let me break that down. Well, I could start over because I know we about to cut the breaks. Huh? Mm-hmm. So, if we... we could, it's grown a lot, especially on the media side, from 2010 when I first came out of high school to now, when it mm-hmm. came to production. Because you now seeing Bahamian cinematographers really get international work. And I've mm-hmm. known, you know, a lot of them are a lot, same age as me and a lot of my peers. Mm-hmm. You know, my boy from Kyle, Jiggy Productions, shooting for Ciroc mm-hmm. and with, with Diddy Sons and stuff like that. Oh, you have... Gary Wong from Helium Creative doing all these things for Bebe and this place and that mm-hmm. place and for Sandals Resort. So the dream is possible and attainable for you to have a constant career mm-hmm. media-wise. Now, mm-hmm. talking for uh, music and all these other things, there's still a lot. All these things still, the industry just has to grow. Mm-hmm. And the key important part is Bayman's just how Bayman artists have to start traveling. Because you can't find full success by just staying in Nassau or in Grand Bahama and think you won't get it there. No, you got to travel. You got to hit the road. Mm-hmm. Because we live in a very global village as it pertains to the internet. Mm-hmm. And you can get a bike from these different places. Now, I know COVID slowed that down, but you know They're that's still- the path that we got to start moving towards. There's still avenues. There's still avenues to get it done. I wholeheartedly agree with you on that. It's just... People understanding and seeing the opportunities and knowing when to take them is what I really like to think. Because I know a lot of artists who I'd probably say had opportunities where if they had like a little buzz, that if they would have just, you know, just took a little detour and just maybe like went somewhere else and just continue what they're doing, they would have seen a different result. So I could definitely understand that. But we are about to take a little break, pay some little bills and we'll be right back. Need peace of mind that comes in the form of around-the-clock surveillance? Trust our technicians here at Create Tech Bahamas to give you the vision you need to sleep soundly. Create Tech Bahamas, bringing tomorrow's technology to your doorsteps today. All right, and we're back. We're back. I'm, you know, I'm here with the one, Lord J. Will. That's, that's my name. I, I coined that first. No one could take that. Just letting you all know. Technically, Jalen Willard is 
the longer version to J Will. Yeah. So you you still correct, bro. Fix see. Yeah. Y'all heard it here first. So back to our topic on the creative industry over in the Bahamas and talking about the different pros and cons and how is it that we can make it better. So that right there is one of my questions to you. How is it that we can make it better? Because I know you said that a lot of it, well, I won't say a lot of it, but a good bit of it depend, stems from the industry just needing to grow more. So with knowing that the industry needs to grow more, do you think that the growth is just something that has to happen on its own or because like from people, when I mean on its own as in like people just continually pushing out their stuff and just finding different ways to get their things out there and as they do that, the industry will just continuously grow as we know it will or is it something specifically that people could start doing that could actually propel the industry? Creators just need to be more business savvy, bro. Mm. I mean, that, that's really the basis of it. Mm-hmm. Because I could take, for instance, I'm going to use a good friend of mine who often has become, well, recently become memeable Julian Belief, right? Mm-hmm. So he's been an artist since the early 2000s. That's true. From yes. like he was 16 or so. Mm-hmm. And he's had some commercial success, mm-hmm. both locally and regional within the Caribbean mm-hmm. region. Mm-hmm. But if you ain't signed to no major label, and even then, that's a whole other situation yeah. because, you know, you don't own the, the rights to your music, and you ain't really getting the money unless you own your publishing to where mm-hmm. you could lease your music and things like mm-hmm. that. But, <clears throat> you know, these artists not being signed to any, like, major publication or getting a major co-sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could make money off your shows. But then you have to be like, okay, let me be business savvy. So him coming up with Julian Believe mm-hmm. is a great answer to that. Not Julian Believe. Believe Wines is a great answer to that. Because now it's like, okay, I've already developed this this brand as a musician. Okay. And I can offshoot it into a product. Okay. In which, all right, I used to develop the teams and different things. And mm-hmm. then around the product, I throw events around the product. That's extra revenue for me that mm-hmm. I can sort of... You know, invest back into my music and other artists such as like you know Bodine and Dyson and mm-hmm. Wendy. I've somewhat done the same on different levels, as well as you know they're the reason why they're successful in their own rights currently in the country because they're great at doing business and they'll mm-hmm. tell you that if you do ask them. Mm-hmm. So whether it be okay, Wendy, let's say she has this video shoot, like she will conduct business with Collect to be like, all right, I'll feature. Um, a click in the video, but this gonna how much it gonna cost, mm. and that was sub sort of you know help with paying for putting the production of the, the music, music video together, or okay. you know, um, it's almost like sponsorships, yeah, sponsorships, and then or you know, when it comes to when they traveled for different carnivals in the Caribbean or in the U.S., mm-hmm. hey, I already have a fine base in this part. And a good person who really did that the best, I feel like, recently is Overdose. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Big and that's and that's really, dude, this father was his manager mm-hmm. who, you know, understand the connections, understand mm-hmm. our social media mm-hmm. players. He making good with all the different industry artists. 
you know, like I tell a person, I was telling, I was talking to a friend, I was like, overdose is one of the hardest DJs in the region in North America. Yes. Like, you know, yes. not just in the country, no, in, the, in region. the region. And that's just because, okay, I show up to this place or whatever, I do this carnival, you know, network. Okay, keep in contact, pick you up, blah, 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 honing my crap, honing my crap, mm-hmm. and fighting you this, fighting that. Mm-hmm. Okay, you fly me to over Canada, I do a couple of shows there, they know my name, this over the, blah, 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 blah. Make, not while I there, you make connections with the local. You mm-hmm. even, even a lot of times, you know, the Baymans who live in the area, you know, oh yeah, we know over those, blah, blah, exactly. blah, make connections to them, all right, whenever I'm in town, I could pick a link. Okay. We, we all know Baymans everywhere they settle, mm. some Baymans can throw an event. Yeah. So, if you could just get that, if you really get over those, then... Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's the major connections and keeping, you know, connected all around. So, now you have instant money mm-hmm. coming in. And when I want to do other ventures, is straight. Mm-hmm. You know, or, you know, you could take another route. Um, like, you know, I don't know if y'all know Bay Santana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I went to primary school with him. Oh, like, okay. I was in grade six with him. Like, you know, <laughs> so, like... I remember, like, when he moved back to Nassau when he was around that time. You know, obviously, he was born in the States, but he moved back to Nassau, went to Doris, and then moved mm-hmm. back. And then, you know, again, networking, blah, 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 blah. And then you do the same thing with Basil and PZ did. Mm-hmm. Okay, they go on to the States, network, you know, go from this place, that place, that place, and then you're straight. And there's countless other behemoths who have done this. Like, you know, my friends who are actors and actresses and whether it be in LA with, mm-hmm. with Kai Strong yep, or my other boy, Devon Rogers in Orlando or whatever. Same week. Same thing. But then me here, I'm like, let me connect to them. No. So when I, mm-hmm. it's like, bro, if I get DM you already know who I is and what I doing. Okay. When I go out to these different places, I just tap in. I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, boom, I in your city. Or whatever. We started talking about these things months ahead or whatever. Actually, I was supposed to, before um, the pandemic really gone, I was supposed to go to Orlando to, because I want to do a part with Devon. Mm-hmm. And then the cars live in Orlando too. That's true. So I was trying to do two of them at the same, same time. Yeah. So, but that, that's what I'm saying. So that's why the business side of being and traveling is so mm-hmm. important. important. Yeah. Because yeah. now if you have bases in these cities, mm-hmm. That's how you can make more money. People want to fly out. And that's what happened with Steve Hahn and Jamie Bruce. Mm-hmm. And Jamie Bruce is my guard brother. Okay, and okay. I went to school with him. So, again, networking, being in the right place, this, that thing, you know. And Jamie really blew up because he was China photographer. And when she was first coming on the scene, mm-hmm. that network, okay, I don't want this for this person. And you put me on this person. You know, build yourself up to where you become one of these big brands. And then, you know, you're good to go. Exactly. Or whatever. But... You can't think the Bahamas or being creative in the Bahamas is just limits you to hell. Mm-hmm. And um, really, and for true, that's why I started John Clooney Trademark. And that's why I get managing um, another being creative, Kool-Aid, hashtag, Banana Fun, Fantastic. Okay. So, yeah. Okay, okay. So, going on to another question, I want to ask you a more personal question. Because I know we talked about it earlier with you saying some of the reasons as to why is it you chose to the path that you've chose like you know through high school and then just Mm -hmm. wanting to show people a different side of you and different things like that so now that you've you've done all of that and you're at the place that you're at now what keeps justin going what keeps the creative side of you 
flowing and gives you that motivation to be like, okay, I've done all of this and now I need to like, you know, continue to just ramp it up and ramp it up? Um, I mean, there's been times where I wanted to retire from doing media because mm. it was just, you know, a lot of work and no reward. And it's like, mm. okay, it's been times where uh, not just even a personal with the personal things I've done on the side, but even mm. professionally, the things that I've done, like, you know, where they, the, a lot of the major campaigns that has happened in the Bahamas since 2017 to now my fingerprint's been on, but mm-hmm. I still driving that black Nissan 2008 March. I still live mm-hmm. at home. Like, my life itself, quality of life ain't changing, so mm-hmm. that's really discouraging. It's not only now that I'm starting to make a little bit uphill progress since 2017 mm. monetarily-wise. Mm. So a lot of times I like to go out and people watch to draw inspiration and then just get creative and get the creative juices blowing. Because if you doing all this creating, 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 and nobody watching and nobody mm. seeing, you know, it ain't proper. Like you'd be like, wait, what are you doing this for? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or whatever, exactly. they go find something else to do. Exactly. There's been a lot of times I wish I had a traditional job, like a financial officer, so I could have mm-hmm. a, a scale to say, okay, I had this mark, I had these years, and I get increased pay, and then with the mm-hmm. extra game, I'm ready financially literate, so I can start investing into certain things, mm-hmm. and then free myself to do exactly whatever I feel like doing, because I don't have to worry about money. Okay. So, um, but... What keeps me going is just I come up with new ideas. I want to do it. Mm-hmm. It's a driving passion, especially when I hit that stride to where um, I really want it. Like, you know, it's like a skit I just recently did on my birthday. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, you know, that's why I like the cosplay too. Mm-hmm. And people are like, why you got into cosplay? It's just like, wait, that's the only time where I can do something creative and it don't feel like work. Well, yeah. everything I do creatively doesn't feel like work, work, but. Yeah. That's the only thing I'm not doing for no monetary gain. I'm just doing it all out of pure joy. Pure joy yeah, so, pure you know, so doing that and then that turning into other things and doing the skits and things mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. you know, keeps the creative juices flowing. So when mm-hmm. I stopped doing that, I could write other scripts. I could do other things, you know. Just in the past two days, like, I just shot, like, two weddings and did, like, mm-hmm. a live stream. So it's like, you know, because I'm trying to work myself into a goal to where... I could do less or certain things and more of other things. Mm. So it's just the passion because this is, I know this is what my purpose is and what I really want to do and what's the end goal of this. Mm-hmm. And then obviously because the pandemic wasn't able to travel, so, you know, start traveling again. Mm-hmm. A lot of my classmates from college watch a lot of my stuff. So, and then, you know, Talking to them and seeing what they're doing. Now, you know, they're working at Netflix and got things at I, Tyler Perry Studios and BET. And, you know, you know, have you ever heard of 85 Show? Yeah. Yeah. Some of them work show. on 85 Show. Yeah, so you seeing show. seeing that and it's like, you know, mm-hmm. and I see other people in the market and that give me that itch because I want to go pee. So, mm-hmm. you know. I understand. So, yeah. So when it comes to, like, it ain't really about opportunity because opportunity can come to wherever you are like you know we live in the bahamas this the reason why the bahamas is such an expensive place to live is because they format the the basically the whole country to it ain't really for bahamas it's for people outside the bahamas to be attracted here to spend their money Mm -hmm. so opportunity ain't never a thing so although that's what i was saying so you could be mark and you could be golden actually 
so much examples of this. But yeah, you could be Mark. And you could just be great here, bro. But you so great. And then so undeniably great. They'll come over across the pond to come get you. That's true. That's very Great, true. perfect example. You have Andre Musgrove. You have Christian Adam G. Mm-hmm. They doing what they want to do here, mm-hmm. but they so great that they what they do. You, you can't come, deny that, bro. Coming here to get there. Do you come in there? Like we coming here to get you. And that's that was always my mentality because people always ask, bro, when you gonna move back to the U.S.? I'm like, bro, they gonna have to come from me. So I ain't spending a bunch of money just to go over there and try to fight. No, I gonna just be great, whatever. So you gonna have to come get me. So now I'm being sort of delusional with that. I know I, you still got to put work in and make yourself yeah, better course, and this and that. Not, but it's like, bro, I ain't going to be so great. It's going to be undeniable. You're going to have to come get me. I ain't just competing. That's just what it is. And, that, and that's how I make content. I don't compete with, oh, what happened in the bomb. It's like when I made the Hume Heroes universe, me and PG, I was looking at RDC world. Because they doing the same stuff. But I'm like, bro, I know cosplayers who got better costumes than you. I know I can shoot this better than you all. People who have cinematography who are willing to shoot this better than y'all. I can probably write us just as good as y'all. It's like, bro, so why I ain't doing it? Y'all got over a million subscribers on YouTube. So why not me? You know? But again, again, that's the, that's what burns the fire. Because I'm like, I know it's attainable. And I've seen it being attained. You know, and building the right connections. You are behemoths in all kind of different places, not just in media, but in music, in the mm-hmm. arts, you know, doing all these things, not just in the US, but in Canada, in mm-hmm. the UK, all over mm-hmm. the world. It's just that we have to unite and come together. We have to create, and this is my vision of creating Wakanda, new Wakanda. Mm-hmm. And not just Wakanda because, oh, we have, we have vibranium, but more so on the aspect of we great and we got the war dogs out there because not everybody and that's the thing about the Wakanda theory I like to say not everybody everybody lived in mm. oh okay not everybody lived in Wakanda you know no no they sent people out people exactly and it was the people that was living there like like um and yeah like Lapidus character mm-hmm she would. She didn't want to stay in Wakanda. She wanted to travel the world. So she, she used to be all over Africa, all over the place. Exactly, it's and that was her purpose things for them. Yeah, but it's the important part is to connect all of it together. together. Yep, and that's why I created the Junku Kareem just to be like, yeah, it's fine. You stay wherever you go. If you want to live the moments, go ahead. Because mm-hmm. living there and fighting through the struggles of doing just being an average person and average behaving in the bombers ain't mm-hmm. easy. Mm-hmm. And right. it's not for everybody. So I like people push back. Oh, you should want to give back to your country and stay, blah blah blah, and build your country. I'm really too holding too close to that because yeah. I understand. I understand that. Right. I've never been the one to really like drive that argument that oh, you should come stay. back home. Like, I'll, 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 I'll never like tell people. Like I always say, I'm not going to tell you or oh, you gotta leave, and I'm not going to tell you or oh, you gotta stay. Why? Because I understand. How leaving can be an advantage, but I also understand how staying can be an advantage as well. So it's, I won't, I won't ever push a certain narrative on anyone. But if you feel a certain way, then I'll just say, listen, just do whatever makes your life better. That's how I like to put exactly. It. You got to do what's best for you. Exactly. So, but then the important part is for us to be still connected. When Hurricane Dorian came, happened, right? Mm-hmm. You know how big the Bahamian diaspora is just yep. in the southeast alone? Mm-hmm. There's 10,000 Bahamians living between Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, and Alabama. Mm-hmm. Why aren't we connecting? Why aren't we 
promote business to these Bahamians and their descent there. When I went to Miami Carnival 2019, October after Mm -hmm. Doran, you know how much Bahamian flags I see? Yes, of course. That's like, wait, hold on. Then when you come up to them, they have that that Floridian accent. I remember Kool-Aid was like, you Bahamian? Well, you actually didn't. The girl was like, my grandma gonna be mad at you. She ain't gonna like that. But I'm like, hold on, you cloud chasing to be Bahamian, bro? I'm like, why we ain't taking advantage of this? You willingly, like you, your grandmother was from the the, the mm. turf, but you willing willing to wave that flag? Why we ain't mm. connecting with that? Exactly. So again, it goes back to my initial comment of we can't think with this box. Mm. Like we gotta, we gotta like yeah, we the Bahamas is our base, but mm-hmm. the branches grow worldwide. Grow the roots world. are here, yep. but the branches grow everywhere. Grow everywhere. Yep. So, you know, um, so yeah, my only grievance with being a creative is just, you know, fairly being compensated, but it's mm-hmm. again, it's a timing thing, it's an opportunity thing, and those come and you just have to push through and not like let life just get to you. You gotta... Mm-hmm. And that's why I said I don't recommend it for any and everybody because it ain't for any and everybody. Because mm. you can't, I don't think most people could take the toll and stress mentally and physically that I've been through these last few years, but I hear, you know. Okay. So for anyone who is an up and coming creative and they have that sort of drive to do what they want to do, hell. What would be some, I want to say, little key tips and advices that you would give them? But I know, you know it would probably be like, to, like you said, you know, a big thing is, is like being better business-wise. So stuff like that. Like what are some different tips and advice that you would give up-and-coming creatives? So tips is, for one, just start. Don't feel like you need the right equipment or whatever. Just start creating. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, try to find some form of local internships or someone you can sort of learn from, mm-hmm. or you know, just even sort of practice. I mean, you got YouTube University, so it ain't sure hard. To, I know this boy. I interviewed him on Every Call. He's self-taught um, violin player. Okay, so like the violin is one of the hardest oh, things. Sure to play, yeah, he me. taught himself. I know. Um, and then he does that as a whole side gig on top of. Monitoring planes and posting the videos onto YouTube. Jeez. So, okay. yeah, yeah. I, um, so like camera on Yeah, yeah. So basically, he's self-employed by doing his own interest. Mm-hmm. So, um, so it's just starting, and you just progressively growing from there. And don't let commercialism and capitalism get you down to feel like you should have or attain certain things at certain points Mm because then that's when the whole anxiety and oppression can come into play because you have other people around you probably attaining more or expect you to be to the same standards as they are but it's a little bit different from you because you ain't gonna make or a lot of people sort of discourage you from doing what you're doing because they be like they just ain't making no money but then you have to stay true to your vision so it's that. Um, what else? And it's just like, they have a plan. Mm-hmm. Um, you may not have to be able to do this full time, but hone your craft. If you work in a 95, let's say you're a gas station attendant or you work as a sales rep. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Save your money up. Become financially literate. Invest your funds. You know, start putting things aside and create a plan. Okay. 
By this, I want to start this. By this, I want to start this. Okay, YouTube all day. I can learn how to shoot. I can learn how to paint. I can learn how to make music. I can learn mm-hmm. how to mix audio. I can learn how to do whatever. Um, be a graphic designer. Be an illustrator. Um, so many different things. And don't think in a box. The never world's think, your oyster. Never, ever, ever think in a box. Yeah. Because... If all these modern behemoths can make something of themselves just by being behemoth, why mm-hmm. can't you? That's fast. So, yeah. And with that, we will be wrapping up on this episode. I'd once again, like to thank the Lord J. Will for coming in and dropping a lot of gems on us today. I hope you guys were listening. He dropped a lot of gems, a lot of wisdom, a lot of insight. Mm-hmm. Got to know him a lot better. Look, get to know a background on him and his career and where he's going and what he's doing, where he's headed in the future. So, you guys will be seeing a lot more of him. You'll be seeing a lot more of him in the future. So, you guys, tap into the Lord J. Will. Yeah, so you could find everything. You could go www.chosenfewproduction.com. You could find everything there, all the different platforms and programs. Um, follow everything. You know, the Jungle Trademark, Chosen mm-hmm. Few Production, the Original People Network, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Laura Jalen Willard. On Instagram, Viva La J. Will on Twitter, Laura Jalen Willard page on Facebook, mm-hmm. um, Laura Jalen Willard on TikTok too. Shout out to TikTok. Um, <laughs> and yeah, for more, but yeah, everything, www.chosenfewproduction.com. Learn everything there. Top in, guys, top in. Dog.